Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Rico. Our hope is that today's message adds life and power to your journey as you grow. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we are still lingering in the, the Christian post-Easter uh, moment. Uh, and if you were here with us last week, you know uh, Pastor Ruiz started out, uh, and on today he started out again, and on today I am uh, uh, running the second leg as I did on last week, uh, honored to be ministering with him in this moment. I thank God for his uh, leadership here in our church. We are still coming from the same uh, book and chapter, 2 John chapter 1 and verse 3. Uh, because the Word of God is the authority in our lives, why don't we stand in reverence as we read together uh, this particular scripture. Go ahead and stand to your feet. You've been sitting for just a little bit. Uh, stretch those knees. Uh, let a bit of the blood uh, flow unrestricted to your toes. Let's read together. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with you, sorry, us, in both, in truth, sorry, and love. Pray with me and for me as we talk for just a few moments under the title, Sunday's come and gone, but what about Monday? Father God, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know, Father. For if today, O oh God, you would remove your spirit from me, all of what I am would fall to the ground as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And yet, O oh Lord, you've allowed this moment to take place. You've given us an opportunity, Father, to hear two words from you today. I'm praying, Father, that we would be obedient to it. And now, Lord... Consider their hearts and enable your servant to speak your word boldly. Stretch out your hand to perform great signs and wonders through your holy name. Through Jesus' name, let the whole church say amen and amen. You may take your seat. Sunday's come and gone. But what about Monday? Easter finds its joy and excitement in the drama-filled and tension-induced life and death of Jesus and his resurrection on Sunday morning. On Sunday morning, he got up as the risen, victorious redeemer of our souls. Songs of Easter capture this moment so eloquently and harmoniously. Some say uh, he came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. From the cross to the grave and the grave to the sky, say it with me, Lord, I lift your name on high. Another one says, Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch 
like you and me, that's love. Yes, yes, yes. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. He hung his head. For me, he died. That's what everybody... Uh, but that's not how the story ends. For in three days, he rose again. That's what everybody... That's love. On Sunday, he got up with all power in his hands. And then there's Monday. On Sunday, he got up with victory in his hands. And then there's Monday. On Sunday, we hailed him as our Lord and Savior. And then there's Monday. Monday is like that ugly stepchild of the week. It gets no glory like Sunday morning. No fun like Friday night. No rest like Saturday. No excitement like the hump day, or uh, I mean Wednesday. And no thrill like the weekend. At the cross, there was a glorious moment with Jesus there. If Jay-Z were writing about after the cross, he'd say after the show, there's the hotel lobby and after the party, well, there's Monday. We said last week that we don't belong on any of the crosses of the Easter moment. The tree that Judas took his life on and the cross that Christ gave his life for the penalty of our sins and that we belong at the foot of the cross. So what now, preacher? Sunday's done here comes Monday. Some psychologists and some people call it Monday the moan day. Most of us get that feeling that as the sun comes up on a Monday morning, the dread of a new week uh, takes full root in most of our minds. We dread the coming week. On a Monday, we realize that we're too tired from the weekend. On a Monday, we realize uh, how much uh, we need to do for that next week. On a Monday, we realize, I hate my job. On a Monday, all of our social anxieties wake up. It's on a Monday we realize our work-life balance is off. Where do we go after the liberty of the cross? Where do we go uh, when, 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 when he comes out of the tomb and real life rolls around on a Monday? I'd like to suggest to our listening ear that we who can be found at the foot of the cross on a Monday can find shelter from the stress and worry of a Monday and the looming week to come, listen to me, by living in the shadow of the cross. What does that mean, preacher? I'm glad you asked. Living in the shadow of the cross uh, means moving on a path uh, towards peace through a life of sanctification. I need to say that again. Uh, sanctification is a journey and peace is the destination on this path. You need to hear me today. Sanctification, I said, is a journey and peace is the definition, the, the def destination, sorry. From the cross, you and I can find shelter from the stress and worries and even sin of life when we stay and lean upon the path that is in the shadow of the cross. Mm. 
Can I talk to you about living in the shadow of the cross? When we are on the path that is in the shadow of the cross, uh, listen to me clearly, we will move through life towards heaven, engaging with others in an attempt to bring them along with us. Mm -hmm. When we are on a path that is in the shadow of the cross, we move through life taking exits away from peace sometimes, but getting right back on the path that leads to peace. I need you to listen to me. When we are on the path that is in the shadow of the cross, we move through life resting in rest areas, but getting back on the path. Some of you missed it, so uh, let me tell you what it feels like for the opposite to not be on the path. When you and I are not on the path that is in the shadow of the cross, we will move through life uh, towards heaven, but going to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we will be engaging with others and getting offended by others. Stick with me, we're going somewhere. When we are not on the path that is in the shadow of the cross, we will move through life taking exits away from peace uh, and away from our soul salvation uh, in an attempt to think that we are walking on the straight and narrow. There's a seat open next to you, I'm coming closer. When we are not on the path that is in the shadow of the cross, we will move through life missing rest areas, growing weary, and taking anything that's moving in an attempt to get away from stress. Can I make it a little more clearer for you this morning? Through a story that many of us have heard a long time, the story is told of a young boy uh, who lost his way in his own city, and he comes up to a police officer and tells him, hey, officer, I'm lost. I don't know where to go. The officer, the officer seeing the fear in his eye, asks the young boy, where is your address? What is it? He says, I, I don't know. Uh, and, and finally, through sobs and tears, the young man looks at the officer and says, but if you can take me to the cross in my city, I can find my way home. Today, I need to tell you that if you're lost today in life and a Monday has gotten you, you and I need to live in the shadow of the cross. It's there you'll find peace. I don't have enough time this morning, though, to get into how the boy got lost and why he got lost. In fact, the second point of this particular message, JB, has no concern about how you and I got lost and why we were tempted away from this path. I'm not worried about that in the message for today. For the second point of this message is a twofold point, and it says that on the path that is in the shadow of the cross, uh, 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 make sure that you and I take and share, listen to me clearly, the soft shoulder of mercy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. In other words, receive the gift of mercy that God gave through his son's death on the cross and share this mercy with others since it's been so freely given to us. Pastor, you took a hard right. I feel the need to stress this point a little more. Allow me to put on a bit more of a preacher's hat. Grace is awesome. But mercy is relieving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Grace says yes most of the times. <laughs> but mercy's favorite word is no. <laughs> Grace is amazing, but mercy is compassionate. 
Grace can be surprising, but mercy can be alleviating. Grace is marvelous, marvelous grace, but mercy frees us when we are guilty. Mercy looses us from the chains of punishment. Mercy exonerates us from the penalty, and mercy vindicates us. Mercy absolves you and I, and it acquits us. It even discharges us and releases us from sin. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm sure you'll say yes. Have you ever needed mercy before? Hallelujah. So do your children. I'm going to ask you the question again. Have you ever needed mercy before? So do your friends. Have you ever needed mercy before? If your answer is yes, then so does your neighbor in the church who has pissed you off the whole time you've been a member here and it's on you to show them some mercy from time to time. Mercy is great to receive but tough to give. Mercy is awesome to be a recipient of, but hard to let it out away from you. Mercy, I don't know about you, I like to get it, find it hard to give. As I come full circle in this message today, how do we move on from the cross? How do we move on after Resurrection Sunday? How do we move on when Monday comes, needing uh, uh, to find some hope? Listen, find shelter and find some relief in the fact that on the cross, on a Sunday, on the Easter weekend, God handed out mercy for you and I to give to others. You see, the shadow of the cross goes up and it goes out. The shadow of the cross has a vertical, as Pastor Rico just said, and a horizontal uh, shadow behind it. The shadow of the cross uh, points up to Jesus and out to others. It means accept grace and mercy and share grace and mercy. It means take grace and mercy and give grace and mercy. The shadow of the cross, watch this, is the physical representation of the whole law. Matthew 22 verses 36 through 40 says of the disciples teacher which is the greatest of these commandments verse 37 he said listen to me you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and with all your heart and he says and the second is like unto it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments Hang the whole law and the prophets. Uh, and so Christ is letting us know that when you and I are moving from the cross, listen to me clearly, it's because he lives that we can face tomorrow. It's because he lives all fear is gone. It's because he lives I know who holds my future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. If you're wondering how to move on from this Easter moment I need you to understand there's grace and then there's mercy don't leave with only just one I take them both so that you can make sure you got God's grace and you receive his mercy but you also share God's grace and share his mercy your wife may need it your children may need it your neighbor may need it your co-worker may need it your ugly boss may need it and sometimes at 
admittance into heaven means you got to bring somebody else with you. It's not going to be enough to just be good and safe with Jesus. He's going to say, if you can't do it unto these, how can you accept it from me? He's going to say, if you can't share it with them, how can you be right with me? You must understand that it is because of him we move and have our being. Hallelujah. And life is worth the living just because he lives. But I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. you you'll want to know which one comes first. I'll tell you. You know if you're right. If when it comes time for you to do for others, you're okay with doing it. Let me be clear. You'll know if you're right. You'll know if you're doing good. If when it comes time to do for others, you can do it and not hurt yourself. Ooh. You'll know. You'll know. You'll know. That your vertical relationship with God is right. When it comes time for you to share his love with someone else, you'll make sacrifices to do it. You'll be willing to put yourself aside. I'm not saying lose yourself. I'm not saying give so much of you that there's nothing left for your family at home when you get home. Or that people at work walk all over you. No, 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 no. There's this awesome thing about grace and there's this exciting thing about mercy that it does have limits. But I need you to fully understand that mercy and grace in its fulfillment also means that there are limits on who you are and how much God can allow to continue to happen. You and I don't get to just run through life and do as we please and then hopefully apply for grace and mercy and then, oh, yeah, we got it. No, that's not how that works. But I need you to understand that when God says to you and I, he that is filthy, let him continue to be. And hopefully no one in this room is that. That's mercy. And that is grace. When he says, welcome down into the joy of your Lord, I need you to understand that's his extension of mercy and his extension of grace. Not gonna bring you someplace you don't want to be. And that's mercy. He's not gonna take you someplace you have no desire to be a part. That's his grace. And on today, the word comes out to you and says, Will you accept it? Will you accept what the resurrecting king did for you? I need you to fully understand that once Monday kicks in, once the weekend is done, it's a remembrance of what was done on Calvary that will carry you through a tough week on Wednesday, on Monday. It's the extension of his love and his mercy to you that you reflect on on a Tuesday that will hold you in your cubicle when a coworker is trying to dig at the work that you've done. It's his forgiveness that will hold you on a Wednesday when you and I have made a mistake because we just had enough. Oh God, and it's his mercy on Thursday and Friday. Hallelujah. 
that will forgive you and I and wipe the slate clean. How many recipients of mercy today out in the building? Hallelujah. I want to put this call out there as you put your hands back down. If you need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to say, God, I'm coming home. I see the cross, Jesus. God, I want to come home. I'm going to ask that you would not just raise your hand, but you will come to the front. I want to pray with you. If you need to say, Lord, I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior today. I see the love that you have for me. I see the grace, the mercy that you are extending to me, God. I'm going to ask that you would make your way down. God is desiring to keep you through the whole week. But he can do it if your mind is stayed on him. And then for those of you who are in the chairs and you're baptized already, and the Lord is your Savior, I want, you, I want to remind you, listen to me clearly, great peace have they that love his law, and nothing shall offend them. So check the offenses that have come to you this week. It's possibly because you and I took our eyes off of Jesus. It's possibly because in that moment we elevated someone or something else higher than the Lord. I don't want to level that back out for you. Let's put Jesus in the right spot. He didn't just die for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He also died for Monday. And it's on Monday you and I get the opportunity to apply what he did over the weekend. Stand to your feet and let's pray and let's honor the Lord in this building. Father God, as your children stand, Lord, we thank you for what you did on Calvary. We thank you for the awesome moment of resurrection, for you coming out of the tomb. We, ex we exalt you for coming out and getting up, God. And we thank you, Father, for helping us do the same thing throughout the week. As we live this Christian life, Father, and as we go through our experiences, Father, sometimes we can grow weary in remembering that you love us and that you have grace and mercy available to all of us. But Lord, when we leave here today, help us to be, full, uh, be, be in full remembrance, Father, of how awesome you are and allow you to answer the door when the devil rings the bell so that we can not just receive mercy, not just receive grace, Father, but hand it out to those who don't deserve it. Because that's what it is, Jesus. You did it for us, and we didn't deserve it. Your name will be glorified and magnified in this place. We'll be careful, O oh God, to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the whole church say amen. Come on, let's give God a round of applause in the building. Hallelujah, Jesus.